0: so many spiritual practices and and disciplines are so much about appreciating the beauty of life, even with its difficulties, even with its struggles, even when everything is going wrong. If we can see the flower on our walk on the way to the train station, or we can just like notice how incredible it is that the moon is always changing and always above us, you know, when we actually start to notice how the seasons shift, then like, that's a spiritual experience
1: welcome beautiful soul to the weaving the wild podcast in this space we are reclaiming and remembering the wildish wisdom and knowledge that lies deep within our bones and reconnecting to those parts of ourselves that are both ancient and familiar we talk about it all awakening our collective wildness and dropping back into our bodies Honouring our cyclical rhythms, connecting to our roots, embracing our intuitive nature, and living embodied within the feminine. I'm Rachel Hodgins, and I'm honoured to be walking this path beside you. Let's dive in. Emmy Ray is the founder of the Daily Rest Studio. She's a soft business mentor and an overenthusiastic writer. Her words, not mine. She's forever falling in love with life and holding tight to the belief that it's not only okay, but essential to practice living and working gently in this fast-paced world. I have been so excited to have Emmy on the show. Everything she speaks and shares and writes is just poetry for the soul. I've followed her work for a number of years now, and Emmy just has this knack of weaving words together that just hit home. I adore everything that she teaches. I love how she takes these concepts such as slow living and rest and cyclical living, and she brings her approach, which is both nuanced, which I think is something that's missing in most conversations around topics like these, and it's simple. Emmy brings everything back to simplicity. Her medicine just brings this sense of spaciousness around living life, basically, and it just feels like such an exhale. And I hope you you get to really feel that and take that deep inhale and exhale while you're listening to this episode today. In this episode, we chat about, I mean, what don't we chat about? (laughs) But we do definitely talk about what is soft business and slow living and, and how both of these things, they, they literally require you to see yourself, to look at yourself and take ownership within your life. We talk about navigating the space of the in-between, you might call it the void in your life. We talk about intuition and how to live an authentically aligned life by rewriting our relationship with truth, our truth, with our relationship and understanding of risk and with trust Amy also talks about the key to living a well-rested life and why empty space is so important and powerful we talk about the idea of success and growth expansion and evolution and this is actually something that's, that's woven throughout the entire conversation and I just love everything that Amy weaves around this we talk about cultivating romance and beauty and how these things are actually the key to living a spiritual life and certainly an embodied life. My goodness, (laughs) for those of you who've been around here for any period of time, you will know this is my kind of conversation right here. Plus so much more, we cover so much more in this conversation. It's a beautiful kind of meandering, very delicious, rich conversation that flowed so effortlessly as always anything we talk about any resources and the like will be linked in the show notes below so be sure to check them out and as you're listening if you feel called at any point if you feel like there is something in here that someone needs to hear be sure to act upon that and share it send them the link share it on social media and let emmy and i know we love to know who is listening and what's really resonated within you okay without any further ado let's bring on emmy and dive into this delicious and so so beautiful conversation emmy welcome to the show hi thanks so much for having me i would really love i'd love to begin and open this conversation by just sort of like giving a little bit of context for the conversation that we're about to have and I wonder if you could just put a pin for us like where are you in the world and what does life in the world look like for you right now the answer to this is more interesting than it usually is I think um
0: <laughs> for me anyway I am currently in in Tokyo in Japan and I've been in Japan since May uh, aside from a you know a few weeks break in Europe in the middle of that we're now in what October somehow yeah. um crazy and my life is after spending 15 years in the one city doing many different things building up a business um you know just like having a very interesting experience of life but really solidly in the one place I am at this point right now where I'm very much in the in-between um the next few months are kind of an unknown space which I feel is something I have been working on and working toward for a very long time to be okay with it feels really really exciting I don't think I've ever felt kind of so alive in my physical space than I do right now so it's not a really straightforward answer but I'm not in a very straightforward almost position in the world right now which is Mm. yeah really interesting Mm.
1: you like the the way you describe the in-between is just so beautiful and it's 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 something I think it's really funny I found myself there recently as well and it's this this space that you have to grow like a relationship with, you have to get familiar with. And it is, it's like a dialogue. And I find that in between, you might call it the void, and it's not necessarily the void where it's like dark night of the soul, but it's a space of like the chaos of creation where nothing's like landed, but there's like this sort of moving energy that hasn't come fully into substance or form yet and most of us just don't know how to be in relationship to something that's not tangible (laughs) like to something that's not yeah like specific um and so I love that and I love the the magic and the excitement um that's there for you and present for you at the moment
0: yeah it's like it's so true what you say it's we sometimes can call it the void but it doesn't mean that it has to be dark or like mysterious even and it's just i don't know my experience is that my tendency probably not that many years ago even even like half an hour of empty space is like that's a lot i better fill that with something and so like over time start to get to that point where it's like to have unknowns is not irresponsible or bad or wrong but actually really opens up a lot of space for things we couldn't even have imagined to come through is i mean for me it's been a very slow process but i feel very grateful to be able to hold myself here um yeah
1: Mm. i'd love then to kind of speak so could we maybe just unpack or lay the groundwork like in terms of what is slow living for you? And I want to throw soft business in there as well. You can speak to them separately or weave them together, however you like, but could we like just sort of define this because it's, it's a bit of a trendy word, especially like slow living or gentle living, soft living. What is that to you? Mm, It's so hilarious to me that it's
0: trendy now because it's like, It's something I always felt so ashamed or embarrassed of, you know, like these words, soft, gentle, quiet. I always actively fought against those parts of myself, thinking that they meant I would never be successful or I had no strength. And I I forget sometimes that like, oh, this is a thing now that people are like interested in and it's kind of cool in certain circles. Um... And so it's interesting because for me, I guess like, yeah, slow or gentle living, it doesn't necessarily mean that there is no difficulty um, or no struggle or no challenge or no hard work. Um, I think there sometimes we've been so burnt by the way the world is doing all the right things, working Like way too hard and way too much and constantly feeling like we have to prove that we're just worthy of existing. I think we can be so burnt by that, that then sometimes we can almost become afraid of hard work or discomfort. And so we like really avoid it and think it's just, it's bad and it's wrong. But actually to me, a really big part of being able to live like gently or softly is about knowing what is the correct challenge or struggle or difficulty and what is like the right hard work for you you know like uh, there are so many things that I don't know like I feel like there are so many things I've had to learn that have been really 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 hard work because it involved seeing myself very honestly (laughs) with a lot of love but still but like a lot of honesty and knowing like you know what, if you want life to be different, you have to show up differently here. You have to see the ways that you're like contributing to this experience. That's hard work, Mm -hmm. you know, like, and, and even in soft business too, having there's maybe for some people and in some situations you can have a business and it will not challenge you. I'm yet to meet anyone to have that experience. Um, I would love to hear about it. Like I would love to have that conversation and I'm sure it can be possible maybe for someone, but for most of us, again, we can go down the path of like the long work, the work we think we have to do in order to build a business, in order to be successful, in order to be taken seriously. And that's just going to feel terrible. And maybe it leads you to an external uh, marker of success or, projection of success but it's probably not going to feel great and then of course there's the hard work of like the work we really need to do mm-hmm. in order to in order to create something or to build something you know in order to grow something and so I think that's the first point that almost soft business and living gently and softly is not about avoiding hard work and avoiding challenge and struggle but really looking at where am I doing so much and almost choosing the struggle or the hard work because I believe that I'm not valid without it right and what's actually the -hmm. hard work that I need to do which sometimes might be taking a week off it just like it's so dependent on who we are for some people the most difficult and the most magnetic business move do less do a whole lot less even just for one month And if you're like i can't do that you know this kind of reaction it's like maybe maybe that's like the path for you um and so yeah i could talk about these two concepts all day but i feel like that's such a a really big part of it soft business in particular we really live in this world where I think we're very much we've been sold this idea that if we do the right things, if we work hard enough, if we take the correct steps, we can have success and things can grow. And I think what we know deeply and what many of us know and through experience is that that's not necessarily true. Mm -hmm. And that often the steps toward tending to growing, having a business that can support us or a life that doesn't feel exhausting all of the time often involves taking steps that other people do not understand, that don't make a lot of sense um, and kind of like learning how to trust yourself rather than always putting your trust in external people who really sound like they know what they're talking about. And maybe they do, but it might just not be relevant for you.
1: Um, yeah. Mm. Oh, do you know something that I'm like also hearing as you're speaking, especially around this piece of um well both really like soft business, slow, quiet, gentle living, is it doesn't mean that it's passive in the sense like you are not being passive in the way that you are living your life and the actions you're taking, you're actually being very, very intentional. Um, and I love this piece. I finding it, it's actually coming up a lot in different areas, um, conversations and things, even just moving into Libra season at the moment, this piece around, like, knowing, like being able to choose your aligned path, essentially, um, and differentiating, like, what, so what might seem right or like, um, the most cohesive in like the general your general life and relationships with people around you and expectations etc and then actually quietly walking your path and doing your work essentially Um, and yeah I felt that recently I felt that coming up around this piece of like you know it comes up with the void that I was talking about as well like this in-between space where it's like this lack of desire to like share about it even like what can I be in a space of like change and alchemy and and like for want of a better word like metamorphosis like I don't know what I'm you know change, shifting into yet but I'm in this state and it feels really big and really important but what would it mean to like not talk about it what would it mean like how much more would my energy and focus be honed on me and what it is that I'm actually doing and moving through if I kept it very close like you know at hand like if I kept my cards close and just just kept it to me Um, and I think there's a lot of this thing where it's just like even when we're going through the shit or even when we're going through big beautiful expansion it's like this need to be seen in it to prove or to, to be able to prove that we're we're expanding. We're growing. I'm. I'm changing. I'm. You know. I'm the new me, or something like that. And to be seen, to have someone else kind of like, recognize and reflect back to us, is how we kind of. Um, I can't think of the right word, but like how we, um, legitimize what it is that we we do and the path that we're taking.
0: Oh, totally! And it's so interesting. I talk to so many people who are you know maybe they've worked uh, walked away from a job where there was a lot of external like celebration whether they yeah had like a high status or made a lot of money or it was very cool you know whatever the thing is Mm. and it's so interesting how easy it can be to want to take actions from a place of i want to show those people that you know, doubted me walking away or that I used to work with or for that, like, look, it was worth me Mm -hmm. walking away from this. Mm -hmm. And it's like, it's so interesting to catch yourself there because we're human. And of course we do that. But if we can catch ourselves there and be like, oh, that's a really, that's like not a good place to make decisions from, right? That's not a good place to make movements from because it's just completely, connected to yeah being it's it does it it's almost like it gives us legitimacy and it's learning how to also find the right even if it's one other person two other people that can like it, when sometimes we're human and we need someone else to be like you're doing good you're doing yeah. great yeah. you know and just and, and keeping that to ourselves not having to share anything except for maybe those one or two people that we can be really open with about that because it's so interesting how much we might be forcing ourselves toward a certain result or um yeah kind of externally perceived marker of success just to have people that maybe we don't even like Mm -hmm. (laughs) tell us like yeah I was wrong about you you made a good choice it's like why we like this but we are we're humans okay (laughs) (laughs)
1: yeah oh I love that you brought that up so much um it actually it reminds me of a conversation I had with the incredible Maha al-Musa. Um and I, this conversation was in the Wild Woman Trove, which was something that we created a little like a few months ago. Um, and in the context of the conversation, Maha was talking about um during like childbirth and labor, but we're talking about the importance of having your team, essentially, like the yeah. the, the people that you know, your people essentially, um, and the power of um Oh, recognition may not be the words that she was using but essentially um, to have someone like someone be able to fl- reflect back to you their trust in you yeah. and what you're doing so even if it's not so much about like proving yourself but if you have if you were to say I think this or I intuitively this is what I want or need and have someone look at you in the eye and say okay yes I believe yeah. you like the reinforcement, like the the strength, like the depth that kind of like reinforces that knowing within you um, is so powerful. And I remember in that conversation thinking like how powerful and important that is beyond birth, like in our own life, like to have just the right person, even if it's one person, look back at you, not question you and just go, yeah, okay like, I see you, I think that's, I think I believe in you, right? Um, So it's not like it's just discerning the difference between like, whose feedback am I looking for? And, and why, basically?
0: Yeah, yeah. And I feel that so if you are someone who like it, even though like living gently or whatever is trendy now, if you're someone who actually wants to live a life where you can feel relaxed and you can feel that you're enjoying your experience, like that's still a very radical concept, you know, mm-hmm. in our world. Or you want to have a business and and have this kind of uh, softness with the way that you run your business and hold your business. If you don't have people in your life who can do that for you, that let that be like your number one priority you know to meet people to find people who can hold you there because I I don't know if we can do it without that you know whether it's a friend whether it is an online community whether it's a coach it doesn't matter a therapist a partner a family member even just one person who yeah you can say that and they're just like yeah like they see you they trust and it's so it has been so healing for me. Like even in the beginning of really making these kind of radical decisions at first, my family members would be like, I just, you know, and they do it out of love. Mm-hmm. And now literally my parents say to me, I mean, mostly my mother, um, like, what does your gut say? You know, mm-hmm. like, what is your okay, cool, like great. That's it. Like, there's no, that's it. There's no explanation needed. There is so much trust and it was the, the the few people in the beginning that I had in my life that were able to hold me there. That I think helped me arrive in a place where pretty much everyone in my life is like that now. To the point where if someone
1: isn't, I'm kind of like, okay, <laughs> like mm. cool, <laughs> don't care. Mm. Um, yeah. Oh, amazing! I'd be really curious if you could. I know you you do sort of share about this, particularly in your journey of business. Um, in like online as well but like I wonder just for the sake of like context for this conversation if you could share like what some of those like personal radical decisions have been and like how you've navigated that
0: yeah um there's been a lot I'm just trying to like you know almost reflect back but even I mean even in the beginning when I did my yoga teacher training um because my background is that I'm a I'm a writer and I'm a yoga teacher and um, yeah, there was always this this messaging, even from my first teacher. You cannot make this a job unless you basically have a husband or a partner who can support you, and it's your side job. That was really that was told to me from almost every angle. Even people would say like, "Oh, yoga teaching is a great job because if you want to have a family, you want to have kids. Like, it's a great job that you can do while you're a mother." Meanwhile jokes on them I'm still single at 33 but um <laughs> you know it was like even that in the very beginning I was always told it's not it's not possible and yet it, it was possible you know it, it it was something that is incredibly possible if it's right for you and if the timing is right and so even there were just small things you know when I was first teaching yoga I wasn't really making any money and I think it's important to talk about this now that I'm through it Um, obviously maybe I was shy or embarrassed about it at the time but I talked to a lot of people who've started businesses started working for themselves started freelancing they're two months in and they're like so defeated because they haven't made any money or they're six months in or a year in and it's like why haven't I made six figures and it's just like oh my goodness (laughs) when when did we when did we start thinking like this? When did this happen? This is crazy. And I'm not saying anyone should work for free or should devalue their self or their time or their you know skills or expertise. But when I started teaching yoga, yeah, I I did work a lot for free. I did assist a lot of people. I did make a very small amount of money. But as soon as I had enough money to kind of cover my bills or cover my rent and get by, I started to make decisions that, didn't make sense. And I was really kind of following my my human design. Um when you teach yoga, there well, I don't know if it's the same now, but when I back then it was like you need to teach corporate classes in order to make money. That's the way that you kind of pay your bills, you teach corporate wellness days, you turn up to businesses. I've never worked in corporate. I do not fit in. No one in a corporate environment really cares what I have to say. It's not my space. Mm-hmm. And so, but I was doing that and when I when I just kind of had enough money to cover myself to get by I made the decision to like walk away from my corporate clients to let them all go even though yeah the money would have been nice it made a lot of sense and even from that moment people being like really like why why would you do that someone would call me up as soon as I made a decision to walk away from corporate I got a phone call and they said like tomorrow morning this hotel 8am this amount of money it was like more money than had ever been offered to teach a class before and i was just like no like I, I i i don't want to do this anymore and and even after that moment i felt what have i done am i insane what's wrong with me but you know a week later a month later i got an opportunity to teach in bali on a retreat doing the work i actually loved being paid a really decent amount of money for the work that i was putting in And it doesn't always happen as neatly as that you don't always like walk away from something and something else a week later comes through um but almost every time i've walked away from something i worked really closely with a lot of yoga studios in sydney and three in particular and each time i walked away the the kind of owner of the space again with all the love in their heart i assume was just like you're making a mistake you're really making a mistake you can have this, you can have that. What do you want? And still to tr- in those moments, I didn't know what I was walking away into other than I wanted to give what I was creating myself a try, but I didn't know what that looked like. I didn't have a plan. I didn't have any specific goals other than like this work over here is not feeling right anymore. It's not like lighting me up. It's not energizing me. I want to focus on something else. I'm just going to trust that and see what happens so I feel like that it there's never really been because I didn't have kind of like a corporate career or something beforehand I didn't take any massive leap just a lot of small steps where at every point it was like people I would be really tested what are you doing you know it's not going to work out it's really hard to get by all these kinds of things I'll give you anything you want if you stay um and so it can be it can be lonely in those moments particularly when you don't actually know what you're leaving for other than a feeling Um, but they've all been the best decisions I've ever made every single one and it never really got easier (laughs) just like I was always afraid but I knew through experience like okay this works Mm -hmm. so I'm just going to go through the difficulty of it again to get to the freedom and the you know whatever i want to have on the other side which always it always led me to something that i a space where i was thinking to myself why didn't i do that earlier why was i so afraid of doing that
1: yeah Mm. i think everything you've just shared it's so beautifully like encapsulates like i i find like one of the like most common questions that i get in my own work is around intuition, or it's not even a question. It's like I know what I want, or like I, I I I know I don't want this. But how do I know the timing, or how do I know like when I should do this, or how it should be, or? And there's this piece around intuition that it's like it's something that no one can tell you. It's literally like the question is, are you are you ready or willing to back? the feeling like it's as simple as that you can't know what's going to happen you don't know what's going to happen around the corner you don't know what's going to happen if you stay or you know if you don't change like tomorrow is a mystery whatever decision you make um but yeah this is peace around like are you are you willing to back that gut feeling and it's terrifying it's totally terrifying sometimes when you especially with, you know when we we're saying earlier like when you don't have like that thing of substance like the specific thing that you can be like okay yes I can because I can I can ease myself in because I know I can like touch that or grip that I can see or taste what I, what I'll have or what I'll what I'll you know receive you know response for like taking this risk um but but so much of this is just like yeah backing backing the gut and backing the feeling I actually, um, I feel like everything you were sharing then around around like corporate and around like this concept of of success and other people's like, you know, with love perspectives of success and caring for you, it makes me, I I had put this little like quote of yours aside in case it it came up. I knew it would, Um, but I would love to kind of read it back to you or reflect back in the conversation. And this, I was really happy to see, it was like you've pinned it (laughs) <laughs> literally <laughs> on your on your feed so this is an abridged version but for those who read this if you want to go and actually read the full the full post I highly encourage you to do so um so this is a shortened version but I just love it and you you Emmy writes what if your markers of success were how well you slept at night how many books you read how easily you laughed how much time you spent storytelling?" feeling warm in the arms and homes of people you adore what if we measured success not by our busyness not by the external boxes we've checked off but by our ability to slowly over time move toward a life with more space for hobbies devotion and fun for watching the moon for learning the names of all the trees and flowers who choose to grow around our homes What if you decided to love yourself enough to slow down even a little bit more? What if you decided to love yourself enough to give up proving yourself to the world? (sighs) (laughs) I feel like it it so perfectly encapsulates like, and sorry, the final line there is, what is success if not remembering what you already have is far more precious than gold and there's a a theme that i really noticed actually um and i know like before we hit records, you know you you were touching on how it's still very very present in your life too but it's this like invitation like once we start to kind of explore this concept of this world of like you know writing your own story writing your own life walking your own path it can seem really hard it can seem like there's a lot of shit and muck that comes up that you have to be able to walk through and clear you know um in order to to walk that path but I've also sort of found that there's a choice we can make and we can we can make it easy like we can make it more Simple and nourishing and beautiful than, like we we may first think when we like, we we meet the resistance or when she hits the fan, like we make a choice and it's just like everything seems like it's going out the window. And I found that by like personally, really sort of seeking to walk a path and and seeking the the options, the choices, the the, the decisions that would lead me closer to uh, beauty and romance in my life feel more harmonious as I'm walking it. So it's rather than choosing what, like focusing on what I'm not having or what I'm saying no to, it's focusing on what I'm saying yes to and creating or or, or kind of cultivating more magic and beauty and pleasure. Um, like making that my mission making that my purpose and focus and I'd love to kind of like just hear you speak a little more around romance in in life because I just I think it's so beautiful to weave this it's so poetic and um, the way that you speak to it
0: yeah thank you and thanks for uh reading that piece as well you read it so much more beautifully than I could um yeah it's yeah, I like everything that you said. I It's so true. And I feel that actually when, when we're not afraid of maybe seeing ourselves clearly, or I don't want to say not afraid, actually, maybe there's fear there, but when we can see ourselves clearly or start to make the choices that other people judge or don't understand, um, and we just kind of like move through it, the difficulty doesn't or the struggle or the charge it doesn't last that long or have that much of a hold you know it's like when we're just like okay I yeah I need to or I want to show up differently in the situation maybe it is I want to start learning how to rest And it's really uncomfortable and you rest, you lie down for 10 minutes and your whole body and like brain is just like alarm bells. This is wrong. This is unsafe. But when you're just like, yeah, okay, it feels wrong, but I'm just going to do it. And then I'm going to go on with the rest of my day. You know, like, I feel like when we can actually just move through the things we know that we need to move through or we kind of like desire to move through in order to dance with life a little bit differently it's like yeah that charge doesn't hang on for as long you kind of get through the other side a little bit more quickly and it feels a little lighter it feels kind of more free and fresh and for me I think my you know, what we, what we can't do, we teach, right? That's the saying, I think those like something along those lines. And so for my nature or my personality, I can be really good at being extremely disciplined. I can be really good at, let me do all the like inner work. Let me read all the nonfiction books, study everything, have this very disciplined practice. Let me, and I, I did that for a long time. And obviously when you it's interesting, right? Because when you go from not doing any of that work at all, like when you, this is like, it's like the pipeline of like party girl to spiritual girl. (laughs) Like obviously in the beginning, you're like, this is so much better. Like I feel better. This is great. But then I feel like you kind of keep going a little bit and you're like, okay, like the party girl wasn't actually bad or wrong at all. She just needed a little bit more love and she just needed a little bit more awareness or, you know, healthy practices or habits or things like that. And you kind of get to this point then where this has been my experience. You start to actually reintegrate these parts of yourself that, that maybe you'd pushed aside on your spiritual path, on your path of like doing all the wellness girl things, all the healthy person things. Um, And so for me, what I think was just so changed so much for me was when I could really be, I mean, I, I was a little girl who loved pink and purple and ballet and glitter and fairies and dresses and all these kinds of things and when i could just let myself really indulge my love of beauty and flowers and prettiness and like not feel that taking care like doing my skincare or wearing something nice was unspiritual i feel like so much tension I was holding on my body from trying to be perfect in a way just kind of like uh, fell away slowly over time Um, and so and then of course the more you get into it the more it's like so many spiritual practices and, and disciplines are so much about appreciating the beauty of life even with its difficulties even with its struggles even when everything is going wrong if we can see the flower on our walk on the way to the train station, or we can just like notice how incredible it is that the moon is always changing and always above us. Then like, That's a spiritual experience, you know, when we actually start to notice how the seasons shift and instead of beating ourselves up for wanting to sleep in a little more when it's colder and darker and just actually let the body sleep in rather than telling ourselves, no, to be spiritual, I have to get up at 5 a.m. and do my 90 minutes of practice, then like we're more tapped into the rhythms of the earth. We're more tapped into... Kind of who we really are as well rather than trying to have this performative experience of spirituality or yoga or wellness and i don't know more arrive at a place that's like to me it feels like way more free and way more liberated and way more spiritual to be able to whatever beauty means for you whether that is going to a hair salon or growing wildflowers in your in your backyard or both at once um that's when we start to really really shed a lot of these ideas of like i don't know this is what spirituality has to look like because that's the very same thing and like this is what a business owner has to look like Mm -hmm. this is what a self-employed person has to do in order to get success these are the steps i have to take to be spiritual says who Mm -hmm. literally says who you know someone who made up these rules like 100 years ago for a different time and different space and different people so yeah I, I could talk about that for a long time but I feel that just in conversations that I'm having in the daily rest studio with people I'm working with this is something so many of us are almost coming back to after maybe a few years or a decade of pushing the parts of us away that just want to have a beautiful experience of life. You know, also that story or narrative that like it's silly or stupid or dumb or frivolous to be invested in beauty or to prioritize what is beautiful. That's not, that's not a smart way to live. Um, I think a lot of us are starting to get to this point of like, how, how much have we sacrificed believing that? yeah
1: that's not a way to live and yet I think like like it's the only way to live that sounds so corny but it's like what are you what are you chasing otherwise if not like the fullest moment like the fullest experience that you can get from this moment and I think what we receive what we really receive is the beauty um, with a capital B in any moment. <laughs> I love that you brought. I like, just mentioned, like, as you were talking, like, you know, as you said, like, the, switching to like wellness girl or like spiritual girl, and it's like reading the nonfiction and doing all the things. And I could so relate. And it's only recently that I've I've picked up novels again, yeah. and I've like I've started reading something that's not that's not um explicitly just like absorbing information and ideas and instead it's just like it's it, it's romance like it's it's poetry mm-hmm. it's something that speaks deeper and moves deep differently in my body and i think that's there's like medicine in that and even like you know as you were sharing like i think we we take ourselves so seriously in whatever as you said whether it's the business like this is how an entrepreneur should should look or this is how a spiritual person like um new age womb wisdom priestess should look or whatever it may yeah. be that you're wanting to identify with, and it's like we take ourselves so seriously um and it's just another way that we are essentially kind of like we have I don't I don't know if it's we have our hooks in or we, we're still letting the rest of the world have its hooks in us essentially like you you mentioned like skincare I used to be terrified like not terrified that's not quite the right word but like I'd be too like uncomfortable to talk or share about my skincare because what if it's not 100% clean right yeah. it's got to be clean it's got to be organic it's got to be completely natural I, I should just be using plain oil or whatever it may be and you know if we come back to this word of romance it's like what what is it that like sweeps you off your feet in the moment what feels delectable like what actually makes you feel in your body in this moment and I think that's the difference you know when you're 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 speaking um around this concept of like to to live a spiritual life and a a spiritual experience of life it's to me it's it comes back to this like gnosis it's like this full-bodied recognition and full-bodied understanding as opposed to just the intellectual um, high that we can get and that we, we often can get stuck in and it's I think we start there we start by absorbing in the information and like I'll read all the books I'll listen to all the podcasts I'll gather all the ideas but then there gets this like point there's a difference right when we just like we just land again we land in our body and we we just see it differently Um, so yes I appreciate appreciate everything that you just shared then (laughs) thank you I I'd love to touch quickly before I I do have another question but I wonder like you mentioned like um, living more in alignment with with the seasons as well and I know like cyclicity is also plays a huge role in in your work and in the way that you you live and breathe essentially but also in slow business so I wonder if we could just touch on that quickly as well around your relationship to to the cyclical nature and energy
0: yeah yeah I just it's so interesting being here in Japan because for I've been coming here for like 15 years, you know, just to visit friends and to spend time here. It's really a place I feel very much at home. And way before I was into, you know, I've been coming here since I was a teenager. So I wasn't into spirituality or yoga, but what I noticed when I was here was the attention to the seasons, and what I witness now in my friends who could not care about yoga or like wellness. At all is that they even know, you know, like what vegetables are in season at what time of year and where in the country can you eat the best, like oranges and where can you get, like, where are the onions the sweetest and all these kinds of things. And I always, it's just so interesting. I've been here now through the transition into summer, which was a whole experience that probably no one needs to have in this country. (laughs) And then and then now back into autumn you know i, I was here from spring to summer into autumn and to see how yeah just it's so normal here to celebrate the changing of seasons for it to be so woven into the food to the culture to the holidays has been has really inspired me even more than ever to really live uh in this way i think in business it is so important. I mean, it's important in every angle, but I feel like it's not talked enough, uh, about enough in business. Mm-hmm. Um, I have like the way I work with soft business is I, I have almost these three stages: the root, the bud, the bloom, and. We cycle through the root, the bud, the bloom all the time. The root obviously is kind of like the void, the unknown. You're in the mud, you're in the dirt. Sometimes it's dark. Sometimes you're just tired. It depends. The bud is when you have like all the ideas and you're like, you have a million ideas. Things are happening. You're like very, I don't know. You're doing all the podcasts. You're like talking on social media a lot. All those kinds of things are popping. And then the bloom is kind of moments of expansion, moments of success, moments where Maybe you realize you're in places that you might never have thought you would be. The thing is, it's not linear. You know, like we can we can have a bloom phase. We can have, you know, your bloom might be that you were featured in a magazine that you loved since you were a teenager. And that's just like such a big moment for you. It might be a really big quarter in your business. You might have the biggest quarter you've ever had we have this i feel like we have within us because of our schooling system because of the way um, traditional companies or business like you know you get a pay rise each year or you move up through the hierarchy we have this idea that once we maybe hit a certain amount of money or we have a certain amount of visibility or success that should continue to grow and if we zoom out maybe it does but in the moment it, it's very very natural and very normal that you have this big quarter and then you have a really quiet one mm. you know or you have this moment of really being seen and then you have a moment of feeling like oh there's no opportunities coming in right now and to me I feel like those moments um can be where we start to freak out and where we start to make decisions based on a place of I've got to maintain this level of output that we might have been maintaining while we're in that really creative phase. I've got to maintain this level of income that we might have maintained in one really big season. And that's when we really, that's when I feel like it's not, we're not really working with these soft business principles where we're just kind of, also jumping out of our power a little bit and trying to move from a place of maintaining and force rather than allowing and trusting. And so with business, there there are cycles and there are seasons, and we can't always predict when they're going to come. I really admire people who every December they're like, "I'm off Instagram." I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to be one. Of, I, maybe I'm going to be really chatty in December. I don't. For me personally, I don't know. But there are times where I'm really on, and there are times where maybe I have a lot of growth and there are times where I have a lot of unfollows or a lot of unsubscribes and this has been happening over years and years and years and in the big picture things are building and they're expanding and they're getting I'm feeling more and more lucky every single day but if I focus in on month to month or week to week or quarter to quarter I can really be easily pulled out of that feeling and trust that like, Oh, this is really breathing and growing in the way that it, that it needs to. And it's, it's all working out so beautifully. So that's such for me, a big kind of teaching or proponent of soft business is letting, letting the seasons of the business happen because yeah, when we get in the way of that, I feel like that's when we can really lose that. I don't want to say flow, because like often when we have a business we'll we'll have little challenges so things don't always feel like they're flowing because you're like I don't know if you're like me they're gonna there are going to be days where you spend a whole day figuring out your tech issue and that's Mm -hmm. just what it is that's right maybe you have those two right like Mm -hmm. it's just that stuff's gonna happen or you have a time where like you've like you said before you've you've no you've nothing to share you've nothing to say and your mind is freaking out but it's like just Trusting that really like we've been because people can make a lot of money, and I'm not saying they're ill-intentioned, but people can make a lot of money off selling us if you just do this, if you just get out of your own way, if you just show up in the way that I'm telling you to show up, it's gonna work for you. Mm -hmm. And because we don't trust ourselves enough, we go like, well, it's worked for them and it's worked for those thousand testimonials they have. So I'm just going to invest in that because I really want this to work for me, but I don't trust myself enough. And yeah, I feel like that's such an interesting sticky point that no one really talks about that much. And I've been so lucky to have friends who are open and vulnerable that we can have these conversations and clients too of like, yeah, it's not always up and up and up. There are things that don't work out. There are times where we're like, I got nothing to say, I got nothing to share. And that is so normal you're not lazy you're not like it's not you're not going to lose it all you can't go backwards like it's just that's not how it works um so I feel very passionate about that because I just I have worked with so many people who feel that they're not enough and they're not doing enough and it was like it's like if it was about doing enough we'd all be millionaires you know, like we'd all be if that's what you want, if that's your goal, if you want to be like have boatloads of money, if it was just like you need to do enough, we'd all be sweet. That's not the problem at all. And so it can be so discouraging when there are so many, yeah, people on social media, again, not saying they're bad or wrong. I'm sure their work really helps a lot of people, but it's not it's never for all of us. And so just really learning to trust yourself and and your own way and your own rhythm and the rhythm of your business which is like in my experience too i do not have a business that grows super fast and yet it's always been able to support me you know i don't i don't do six figure months but i'm fine i'm really living a life where i feel very supported and i can i'm really living a life that i'm like do i get to do this like really and i still want to grow and i still there are still more things that i want to create and move into um but it's not linear mm. and you're not wrong for having these ups and downs so yeah that's that's something that i really would love everyone to hear that like sometimes the growth Sometimes when the growth is slow, it almost means you're trusting yourself enough. Like that's almost a good sign, I think, uh, in a lot of, in a lot of ways, in a lot of situations. Mm.
1: Oh, and do you know what I find? It's something that I have noticed a lot, and I think it's it's what you were sort of touching on as well. There is, we can have this tendency when or when we have the tendency to. To keep focusing on growth essentially and it's it's a it's a sticky one right it's it can be sneaky even when we think we're being conscious feminine oriented cyclical beings we're still looking for the growth right <laughs> which is still sort of linear minded not cyclical um and yet as you said all all um all life is it's growth and evolution which is which is beautiful but there's a piece here where it's like when we're um in the mindset of like assuming that we should be moving to the next thing and then the next thing and then the next thing we skip our integration point point. Mm-hmm. and I find like the integration point is like um when we fully like live and breathe how it is to have whatever it is that we've created or, you know, built. So like an example might be like, I mean, like if you're talking about money or business, like maybe it's like, you know, I've, I've just um, received this amount of money or maybe it's a relationship. Maybe it's something about business. It's like, I've just entered this relationship and now I've like, I, you know, now I've got to get engaged or something like that. Like, you know, you, you normally you'd like skip to the next step of like, what what can I look forward to next? But um, we, when we kind of jump there, we're skipping this place of like, who am I when I am embodied in this iteration? So I've, okay, I've, I've done my work, I've learned how to get to this point, and now I've entered a relationship, or now I have like built my business to this point. How do I move and maintain myself in this space? Um, and when we when we sit there and we observe and we we integrate essentially into our being and our body um then we're kind of ready to move beyond or to to move again but we skip that point we're like we 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 kind of keep ourselves in that constant evolutionary evolution growth sort of cycle um and it doesn't have to be like looking at, like, what do I need to work on next? As I said, it can just be like, can you fully receive what it is that you have created? Like, that's the bloom to me. It's like, it's here. It's here. Are you holding it? Are you soaking it in? Are you relishing in it? What, whatever it's it is. It's also celebration. Created. Yeah. You know,
0: it's celeb. We don't have it. Like, I think in Australia anyway, we don't have a great culture of celebration. Yeah. I don't think. Yeah. And so it's like, it's celebration too. It's just like, yeah, it's receptivity and being able to really celebrate where Mm. you are because we have this like tall poppy syndrome of just Mm. like you know be quiet sit down that kind of thing it's like what what would it look like for you to celebrate you had your first paying client
1: Mm. you know
0: and again we go immediately to like okay now i need two paying clients Mm. now i need this right so it's just like really the celebration and the yeah just being open to receiving it because also and this is why actually like the bloom phase can be the hardest I think sometimes because we're so particularly if it came with some ease you know that that big win or that big whatever you want to call it um and there's a lot of work sometimes to do there around like do do I deserve this Mm -hmm. because so many of us feel like we don't deserve it if it's if it didn't come through a huge amount of struggle or if people in our lives maybe don't have that or have less so yeah there's just there's so it's so true when we're always running forward into the next thing um, we're actually never going to have any experience of satisfaction or contentedness or kind of quiet and that's why I think too the rest practice like learning to just be still and do nothing is so I mean it's like it's been so huge for me as a business person to be able to be actually comfortable and just like I don't have I'm not 10 steps forward right now Mm. even though everything in the world is telling me that's bad or that's wrong I know through the rest practice that actually when I can be in the nothingness, in the in-between, that's when the really good stuff starts to like find me or seek me out. Whatever that looks like might look like just more rest mm-hmm. or it might look like it could be anything. Um, so, yeah, I love that. Yeah.
1: Uh, I'm I'm conscious of our time, but that, that that did kind of like you, you literally just brought forth the final question that I had, which was around a well-rested life. Um, which I, I've seen you sort of share as well about recently. I mean, it's what, or everything to do with what you're about, but that that term came up on your, your stories the other day and I was like, oh, a well-rested life. We've seen a well-nourished woman and all of these sort of terms going around and I just love that piece of a well-rested life. And I wonder if you might share... Um, you know, what that looks like for you and and how you might invite someone to, to create and cultivate a well-rested life for themselves.
0: Yeah, I think the first thing for me, it goes back to even my story about being a, a like overtired, overworked yoga teacher, um, is that I think the really big thing is if something is exhausting me, why am I doing it? You know, and I I sometimes I can be like uncomfortable to hear, you know, because it's like, well, it's it's not my choice to go to work. And all these kinds of things so like, of course, of course, children are exhausting. Babies are exhausting. Having a dog is exa- whatever. You're, yes. But where are we? Like, e- even even, for example, with the work situation, maybe you're in a job and it's exhausting you instead of immediately being like, but I have no control over that. It's not that, you know, like it's just, it is what it is. Life is exhausting. There's no way around it. Can we even just admit my job is exhausting. I would like, even to yourself to, again, that one friend, that group, that person that you can really speak to without them having any judgment or any, like my job is exhausting. I would really love for that to change. Even just that acknowledgement right if you're doing crossfit every single day and like yeah you're jacked and you're like everyone tells you're amazing but you're exhausted why are you doing it every day why aren't you doing it three times a week or two times a week if so for me I think the beginning point is always like what is draining me and again that's very I work a lot with human design as you know so it's like this is very linked I'm a sacred generator in human design when something is exhausting me and draining me why am I still doing it why am I giving my energy to it again sometimes we're doing something in our business and we're going through a little bit of an up level we learn something it's hard and it's exhausting but So there's always nuance, right? But that to me is number one. And, Mm -hmm. you know, sometimes that has led me to walk away from relationships, you know, it's led me to walk away from jobs, but it's always for me been a really good choice to number one, why? Because I, again, I think maybe many of us have the tendency to like, continue to give so much of ourselves to the things that are really draining us and really exhausting us because we choose to believe there's no other way. We choose to believe like, yeah, but who am I to want more? But am I just being a spoiled brat? But am I being ungrateful? But other people would be so um, lucky to have what I have. Whenever I find myself there, it's like, we can be grateful, right? And we we can have all of that, but still acknowledge that like I deserve more than these experiences or situations or things that I'm investing myself into that are leaving me feeling exhausted. Mm. So I I really think that that, that's almost number one. And then number two um, is to look at how we just try to fill up space all day, every day. Like there's just this compulsion I think most of us have to have things just yeah to to fill up any empty space if you're someone who yeah when you lie down um, you know if you just lie down on the floor and close your eyes for five minutes and that feels really uncomfortable you're not alone there's nothing wrong with you but then it probably says like there's something so deep in your body because as humans like we're designed to yeah do hard things you know move through something challenging and then to do nothing and to let the body like like you said before integrate that experience like that is wired into the in the human system something comes in to activate we get superhuman strength we can run really fast we can you know snatch our baby out from like you know the arms of a predator and then yes we can do that that's good that's healthy and then we're designed to shake it off to do nothing to hug people to put our bodies on the earth right so that that's how the energy works so when we're uncomfortable with spaciousness and quiet it's just because of the world we live in but it's really a sign and so again this like idea of we can intellectually know i'm always rushing i'm always doing too much i'm always forcing i'm always tired i really think there's no way around taking even three minutes and that's the thing it can be a super small amount of time to just do nothing most days to slowly begin to feel more comfortable with that spaciousness Mm. you know i i yes i'm a yoga teacher but i really I don't feel like if yoga's not your thing, yoga is not your thing. It's not, it's, it's like, that's absolutely fine, but it's the nothingness. Maybe your nothingness is just sitting in the garden or looking at the ocean. Doesn't matter what it is, just lying on the floor, lying on the couch, but not looking at your phone, not listening to anything like just that, that actual embodied experience of nothingness, I think is just so so healing and yeah if you can do a guided relaxation or a meditation or something that tends to be maybe even easier for a lot of us to get into because we have that guidance we have that focus but then with that practice or that thread starting to come into our system i think then we start to feel less guilty or less shameful about making choices in our everyday that start to give us a little bit more space and again it's like yeah if you have young kids and a job and you're looking after your parents and like all these things yeah your life is very very full but there's so much change can happen in those like very very small moments and the decisions that we make throughout the day it doesn't have to look like this really radical experience of like, you go from being super busy to having a life of leisure, you know, but it's just the, for me working with this over almost a decade. Yeah, I'm really lucky to be at a place. And again, I don't have children, but I'm lucky to be at a place where like, my mornings are so free. I can can do what I want in the mornings. I can go for a walk, I can do my practice, I can journal, I can write, I can read and for me that feels like that feels like success I really feel like I've made it because in the morning that that's a well-rested life I can do whatever I want Um, and the way that I ended up at that place which eight years ago when I was teaching 6 a.m until 9 p.m at night was just impossible like there's no way that i could have had that it was through those small daily moments of taking five minutes of rest then it's 10 then it's 20 of making those decisions to slowly let go of things that make me exhausted and and being okay with not knowing what's going to fill the space when i do say no to things or let things go that i start to i think all of us start to arrive in a life where there's more ease and there's more spaciousness and you feel and you have the ability or the capacity like if your body needs more sleep you can take it you know like you can you can have it like and that i mean that that's that's luxury and that's success mm. um and we shouldn't feel any guilt or shame around wanting a life where we can do that mm. you know mm.
1: i often i often speak of the difference of this they're so interwoven but the the slight difference in rest and replenishment um because I also believe like replenishment can be active and doing as well and knowing the difference of like what, what you need in the moment like sometimes what is most replenishing to you is to actually get up and and go for a hike up a mountain or something like something that gives you the energy you know that it fills you up on uh, multiple levels but I love that you you really kind of touched on that piece of like but can you do nothing like can you hold yourself and be in that space of nothingness um and I think yeah that there's so much yes there's discomfort but what really comes it, it comes down to and you know I was as I was listening I was feeling into that energy of the the person who is like you said maybe you've got like your children and you're looking after your parents and you're like life is so full it's so easy for life to feel like like the day is happening to you and mm. every day just happens to you but even if you have one moment even if in that day and you know like you said it could be five minutes where you sit to yourself with with a cup of tea or even one breath where you just take take that pause and you're like oh there i am like you drop back in and you find yourself how you move forward from there how you speak the choices that you then make even if it is like what what you're going to cook for dinner or like the choice you make and how you respond to your partner or whatever it may be um that that changes everything it impacts your experience right um yeah and I think that's where again like as you you cultivate that awareness and that capacity that's when we start to to weave in like we can choose to make our experience one of Beauty. We can choose to weave in romance. You know, we can choose, like, in this moment, to like plate up our dish, our, our dinner, just a little bit, like extra, like tonight. Or I'll light a candle with dinner, and we weave in romance into our life. Suddenly, like, we have that awareness and capacity, which just opens and expands more as well. So, yeah, yeah. thank you, thank you, Amy. To to close this conversation, is there anything else that's sort of on your heart? I know we've we've gone so many places but is there anything that you would really love to kind of just share or have have the listener take with them into their day after after listening to this
0: yeah I think um even on that last point about like a well-rested life it's like it doesn't mean that nothing happens you know like a like my life is very full actually but it's just like there's a most of the time because life is also life. Most of the time, there's like a, uh, again, like a spaciousness, right? Like a spaciousness and a still feeling like I'm in my body and I'm not just moving on reaction, right? But I'm actually having the space to respond. Um, yeah. And so I think the one thing, um, and I already mentioned it before, but again I speak with a lot of women I speak with a lot of people who almost feel guilt for wanting to have more spaciousness or wanting to have a more romantic or a more beautiful life to to want to have the ability to like yeah put on the playlist and light the candle while you cook dinner and like have the lighting cute and how much of a difference that can make and when you hear your mind try to tell you like you're wanting too much or don't be so selfish or don't be so ungrateful I really in those moments I'm always like can we just again pause and be like is that actually helpful and is that actually true because we can there's something I watched a little while ago and I can't remember who said it but I, I've really been like holding on to a deal, and I think it really actually feeds so much into living a well-rested life. Is this scientist or someone was talking about this um, how dangerous it is for us to be in an okay kind of space. When we're in an objectively toxic, bad, horrible workplace, relationship, friendship, environment, then that pushes us to take action. We're also, it also means that we need like recovery. We need support because we were in a really bad situation. But actually when we're in kind of like an okay situation, that's just like draining us. It's just like not great, but it's not objectively horrible that's where we can just get so stuck and again that's where we feel life is happening to me my day is happening to me and so many of us think oh i am being a brat or i'm wanting too much to get out of this situation that's not terrible and just remembering like to value yourself enough to know that you can make a change or want for something different even when the situation is not bad or terrible um, because we're never going to feel spacious or well-rested when we're committing so much of our time and energy to things that are just not what we want to be doing with like this very precious time we have on earth. So yeah, I don't know how that that relates or ties in, but I think about that a lot. Oh,
1: it's perfect. It's perfect. And it's it's really, as you said, it's just like we can get stuck. And the, 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 essentially it comes down to your full expression, which doesn't have to be loud or ostentatious or anything. It's just you in your fullness is dying to come out and to live and experience itself fully. Um, that's the point. Like that's the point of you being here, and when you feel that like ah kind of frustration or ick or whatever it may be, that's that's just you. That's just the big you with a capital Y, asking for more permission to come forth. Um, yeah. and yeah, I appreciate all your words, always, Emmy. Every post you share, everything, just it it resonates on such a deep level and i i know that's true for so many and i'm so grateful um to to do close to that right now i wonder if you could share like how can we find you how can we connect with you
0: yeah so i'm on instagram uh at the daily rest and i have an online platform thedailyrest.com which is a lot of things kind of just like very inspired by everything we talked about here together it's like practices and workshops basically talking about all this kind of stuff um and yeah other links I have on my Instagram are all there my Substack, I'm also a writer so I do a lot of that and one-on-one mentoring um so yeah I've just it's been so nice to talk to you thank you so much for having me
1: it has been the deepest pleasure. Thank you so much, Emmy. Wow. I could not have loved that conversation anymore if I tried. I'm sure that you can feel it as well. But as I said earlier, Emmy just has this way, this really precious way of not only perceiving the world, but also sharing it and, and putting it into words if you loved this conversation please subscribe to the show and leave me a review on apple podcasts because that means we can work together to inspire even more people to weave their own wild and then come and tell me on instagram at the rachel Hodgins what you got from this episode i'd love to connect and hear from you and before i go i just want to say Thank you so, so much for being here and for listening. If there is someone in your life who you think could really benefit from listening to this conversation, please share it with them. You can text it to them, shoot them through the link. You can take a screenshot and share it on social media. Be sure to tag me as well because I love to see your shares. Do whatever you need to do to get this beautiful medicine into the ears of people you love. Until next time, I hope you have a beautiful week. Go gently, and I'll see you in the next episode. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to the Weaving the Wild podcast. I'm walking my path here on Jaja country, and I acknowledge the Jaja Warang elders, past and present.